Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning, we're going to be in Ecclesiastes chapters 5 and 6, and let's just go ahead and jump right into it. There's a lot of wonderful truth in these chapters. Chapter 5, verse 1 starts out this way. It says, Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of, sacrifice of fools. For they consider not that they do evil. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. What Solomon is teaching us here is that when we come to God in prayer or in devotion or in worship, we should be ready to listen to God more than we're talking to God. Now, there's nothing wrong with talking to God. There's nothing wrong with letting God know what your needs are. The Bible says to cast our cares upon him. The Bible says to lay our burdens at his feet to ask anything of him, and he will give it to us if we ask in faith. So asking of God and talking to God in prayer is, is fine. It's wonderful. It's necessary. But Solomon is telling us that we, instead of asking God for all these things, yes, we should, but we should be ready to listen to him as well. Imagine you needed some financial advice, and you went to someone like Dave Ramsey, an expert on finances and an expert on getting out of debt, and you had to get out of debt, and so you get a meeting with Dave Ramsey, just a one-on-one -on -one meeting, and you're trying to get some advice from him or trying to, to learn from him, and so you go there, and maybe you have just an hour with him, and you spend the entire hour just talking, telling him about your problems, telling him about what you want to do, Tell him about your goals, tell him about your plans, and you spend the whole hour talking to him and, and never listen to him. That would, be, that would be foolish. That's what Solomon's saying here. It's foolish of us to spend all of our time talking to God and none of our time listening to God. So we need to have times where we just listen to God, and we listen to God through reading his word and having him talk to us through his word. We listen to God through preaching and hearing preaching of the word of God. We even listen to God in prayer. We, we go to God in prayer, and yes, we, we praise Him. We, we worship Him in prayer. We give Him our, our cares in prayer. We let Him know what we need in prayer. But then there's nothing wrong with, before you say, in Jesus' name, amen, spend some time just quietly listening to God. Allow His Spirit to speak to your heart. And then Solomon continues, he says in verse 4, it says, When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. For he hath no pleasure in fools, pay that which thou hast vowed. Better it is that thou shouldest not vow, than thou shouldest vow and not pay. Here's what he's saying there. If you are prepared to make a promise to God, you better be prepared to follow up on it. He says, don't make a promise to God, don't make a vow to God if you have no intention of following through on it or follow or continuing to do what you said you're going to do. A lot of people, I've done it. You know, we're in difficult situations where we need something from God and say, so we, we, we maybe say some silly vow like, hey, God, if you, if you do this for me, God, then, then I'll be faithful to church every day. The doors are open. Or God, if you do this for me, Lord, then I'll never do that sin again. And we make kind of frivolous vows to God. So I'm saying don't do that. If you're going to vow to God, you better be prepared to keep that promise. And if you're not prepared to keep that promise, don't even make that promise. Then in verse 10, he says, He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Again, that's that word, haval, which is just emptiness, smoke, nothing of substance. 
when goods increase, they are increased that eat them. And what good is there of, to the owners thereof, saving the beholding of them with their eyes? The sleep of the laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. So again, Solomon's saying, look, don't spend your life chasing after wealth and riches and prosperity and these things, because all it does is bring more burdens to you. You work hard, you know, you, you, work, you have a job. It's, it's a good job. It pays your bills. It takes care of your family. You don't have a whole lot of responsibility. You're not a manager or a supervisor or a CEO or anything. When you're, when you're done your work for the day, you clock out. You go home. You, you rest. You don't think about work anymore. You don't think about things that, you know, are going on at the office or the inner politics of the office. You don't care about that stuff. You're just doing your job. You go in, you punch in, you do your work, you go home. It's like, you know, Parker, my son, he, he works at Chick-fil-A. Now, he's a, he's a manager at Chick-fil-A, so that's a little more responsibility. But once he clocks out and shuts the store down and, and leaves for the day, he doesn't, he doesn't think about what's going on at Chick-fil-A for the rest of the night. He doesn't care. If he clocks out before the workday's done and people are still working and he leaves, he doesn't care what the rest of the work is. That's another manager's problem. He's done with work. He doesn't worry about it until he has to clock in again the next day. But the owner worries about it. The CEO worries about it. And so that what Solomon's saying here is there's nothing wrong with success. There's nothing wrong with doing a good job. There's nothing wrong with trying to climb the corporate ladder or getting recognized for your work and getting a promotion. But he's warning the more responsibility you have, the more wealth you have, the more burdens you have. You know, the, the secretary goes home at the end of the day. She doesn't care about what's going on. The CEO goes home at the end of the day, and he's still worrying about work. He's still worrying about what's going to happen. He's still worrying about what has to be done the next day. And so, yes, you know, do a good job. Yes, get recognition for your work. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with getting promotion. But if that's your goal, if your goal is I'm going to climb the corporate ladder to make more money so I can have an easier life, Solomon's saying you're not going to have an easier life. You're going to have more burdens. You're going to have more problems. You're not going to have the rest that the, the secretary has, that the just nine-to-five worker has. You're going to be burdened down with those things. In verse 15, as he came forth from his mother womb, mother's womb, naked shall he return and go as he came and shall take nothing of his labor, which, the, which he may carry also in his hand. And this also is a sore evil that in all points as he came, so shall he go. And what profit hath he that hath labored for the wind? Here again, he's saying, look, you can, you can work hard. You can, you know, get, dedicate your life to getting stuff, to getting money, to getting, you know, recognition. But you came into the world naked and poor, and you're going to leave the world naked and poor. And chasing after those things just to have those things is like chasing the wind. You can run after the wind, you can chase the wind, but you're never going to catch it. You're going to wear yourself out trying to accomplish something that really doesn't matter for anything. Then verse number, chapter 6, verse 3, he says, If a man beget a hundred children and live many years, so that the days of his years be many and his soul is not filled with good, and also that he hath no burial, I say that is an untimely birth is better than he. For he cometh in with vanity and departeth in darkness, as his name shall be covered with darkness. Again, he says, look, if you're going to spend your life chasing after the wind, 
a stillborn baby is better off than you because you're going to waste your life. You're going to not enjoy the relationships God has given you. Because he says earlier in chapter 6, he goes, look, God gives some people wealth. God blesses some people with money and with prosperity and with influence, but not everybody. And those people that he doesn't bless with it, that spend their life chasing after it, they're, they're trying to get stuff and they're, they're, they're missing out on the good things God has for them. They're missing out on the relationships. They're missing out on the, 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 the remembrances and the family and the blessings that God has for them. And it's better for them to be born a stillborn child than to waste their life on things that don't matter. In verse 9, he says this. He goes, better is, the, better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of desire. This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. Here's what he says right there. God blesses some people with wealth and prosperity and, and influence. God doesn't bless other people with it. Some people, some people have less. Some people have more. You have what God wants you to have. You have what God knows you can handle. So be content with what you have. Whether it's a lot or a little, be content with what God has blessed you with because God has given you everything you need to have a joy-filled life. God wants us to enjoy life. God wants us to be blessed and to enjoy our families and our time and, and the good things God has given us. And when we're unsatisfied with what God has given us and we're chasing after everything God hasn't given us, we are wasting our life and will never be happy and will never be satisfied. God's given you what you need today. Whether it's good or bad, God's given you what you need today. Be content with what God's given you and don't chase after things that are never going to satisfy. Be happy with what God has placed in your life today. Thanks so much for joining us for today's Word of the Day. Uh, tomorrow we'll be back in Exodus, I'm sorry, in Ecclesiastes chapter number 7. Uh, we have a few more days in Ecclesiastes, and next week we're going to start in the book of Job. Again, another, another heavy book, another heavy kind of, you know, depressing book almost, but there's wonderful truth in there for us. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a blessed day.